Hey, it's Scott Petrick. Welcome back to another episode of the Brown Zone Zone Coverage Podcast. I'm joined again by old friend Dave Chodowski of the WKYC Morning News. I'm on vacation, so this will be a bit shorter than usual. But when the Browns have Super Bowl expectations, open with a rematch at Kansas City, visit Green Bay on Christmas, and play at least three games in prime time, a podcast is necessary. So Dave, first of all, how are you? And what's your first impression of the schedule that came out last night? I'm great. Hey, there are no vacations when you're on the Browns <laughs> beat, Scott. Listen, I've we, learned we, that lesson. You learned that lesson, yeah. If we, if we would have only known uh, way back when. You know, I think first I want to talk about this with the schedule, the excitement of it, right? It, it feels like, I don't want to use the cliche, it feels like a holiday. But it to me, in the business, it was always a huge time because it let me know when I was going to have a weekend off with the buy, <laughs> you, yeah. you got the excitement of primetime games for a lot of fans. You know, they schedule their tailgating around it. A lot of people take days off based around the Brown schedule. So uh, I just think, isn't there like a, a sense of excitement when you see those games right in front of you? There's no doubt because we knew who the opponents were, right? I mean, that's the NFL that you know that, or you can figure it out as soon as the season's over, but knowing where they line up on the schedule is important. It's important to coaches. It's important to players. Knowing where, when your buy is, like you mentioned, where the mini buy is after the Thursday night game, when you play your division rivals, I, that's important from a football winning perspective. And then when you look at the fans, I mean, you've been on, I've been on these flights where you fly out of town to cover a game and it's all Browns fans. So they want to know when they're booking flights, when they're booking hotels. And you don't know that until or you didn't know that until yesterday. So there's a lot to digest, and it's the first time in NFL history there's 17 regular season games. So I think that got obscured a little bit just because of the names and the faces that the Browns are going to face, but it is the first 17-game season. Yeah, you know, great point, too, on the uh, road trips. Uh, I didn't even think about that. That's, that, that is a, a fine point there. All right, let's jump right into the schedule, and let's start with the opener. We found that one out early in the morning. Yeah. The NFL loves to tease you and uh, wants you to talk about them all the time, so it became an all-day thing, right? The, the first week comes out, then you have hints during the day uh, on Twitter about, you know, rumors here, rumors there. But we found out right away, Browns at Kansas City, 425. A lot of people thought this might be a primetime game, but this is about as good as it gets really to be in that 425 slot on the opening week, a rematch of that playoff game. Part of me loves it. Part of me is a little nervous about it. I hear you. Um, You know, I think this is a game CBS probably fought for. You know, I don't know all the ins and outs of, you know, when a game goes on NBC or Monday Night Football on ESPN, but I know that the networks that cover the, you know, the leagues on a, have multiple games a week, right? CBS and Fox, they don't like to give up too many of their great games. And I think they get to keep some of those. They get to fight for them. It's not like every great game goes to prime time. So this really feels like one that CBS would have fought hard to keep. Uh, obviously the rematch of the divisional round, we all know how that ended. Um, we know how the Chiefs season ended a few weeks later when they, get run over in the Super Bowl. So both teams will have a lot to play for. The Chiefs will try to kind of bounce back from that Super Bowl loss. The Browns will try to get revenge for that playoff loss. And I know I'm dating myself a little bit here, but it reminds me in some levels, and I think I'll probably write about this at some point. We had a lot of time before the season starts, but 
1986, the Browns had gone to the playoffs the year before in eight and eight, right? Bernie's rookie year. And they won a, and they almost won a playoff game. They wound up losing in Miami, blowing a halftime lead. Well, the next year they open at Chicago against the Bears team that was won the Super Bowl the year before and was almost perfect. It was a dominant team. And the Browns lost that opener. And I hope I'm remembering this right, because I actually did not recheck, but it's been burned in my memory since I was 13 years old. The Browns go into Soldier Field the next year, play really well, but lose to the Bears. But then it gave them so much confidence and so much legitimacy that, hey, the playoff trip a year before wasn't a fluke. And that's the year the Browns went on to host the AFC Championship. And obviously we know what happened with the drive. But I felt like that game was kind of a stepping stone and kind of propelled them to what I think it was a 12 and four season. So I think there's some parallels here because Kansas city is considered the best team in the league, right? It's them in Tampa Bay. And for the Browns to go in there in the opener and really establish themselves as a win or just prove that, Hey, if Patrick Mahomes plays the whole game, we're going to be right there to the end because they're both teams are viewed as super bowl contenders. Um, Obviously, one game doesn't mean anything, and we saw what happened in the opener a year ago in Baltimore. But I, I do feel like it can be a measuring stick, an early one, because you're not going to get a tougher matchup than the Chiefs on the road in the opener on, you know, almost national TV. Yeah. No, you're right. They were 12-4 and four that year. It was the Bears. And I remember 1985, that's when I fell in love with the Browns. Of course, I was alive for the um, Red Right 88, but I was only six, so I kind of knew what it meant, but not really. I fell in love with the Browns in 85 with Bernie and uh, Mac and Viner, and boy, I remember that well, so thanks for that memory, and <laughs> it, it is a great point, and you, but you, and you look at last year, though, too, and they got, you know, run off the field by Baltimore and, you know, they end up winning 11 games, so, you know, it, it's going to be exciting nonetheless, Kansas City. How about the first home game, week two, September 19th, they host Houston? Yeah, talk about a breather, right? I mean, we don't know. I'm assuming Deshaun Watson's not going to be playing for Houston for whatever reason, whether it's legal trouble, whether it's they trade him. Um, and Houston's just a shambles. So I like the fact that it looks like a breather. I think Browns fans can come home. Hopefully it's a full stadium and celebrate either one, a week one win at Kansas City, which would have everybody excited out of their heads, but celebrate that season from a year ago, right? The first time the fans kind of get to re-embrace their team after, you know, the first playoff win in 26 years. So you go Houston, then you go Chicago, which, you know, who knows if Justin Fields will be quarterback in week three. That could be interesting if he is. Um, but I, I think the fact that they get to come home for a couple games and, you know, if you think, okay, the Browns are at worst two and one when they head back on the road, that's a solid start. Um, you can kind of settle into the season. Let's talk about the, oh, one last note on the opening week. Remember the Browns, uh, they have only won one game in week one, right? Did you mention yeah. that already? You know, I did not. And that's a good point. I kind of glossed over that yesterday <laughs> when I was writing the story. Um, but yeah, it's still the 2004 home opener. Jeff Garcia, um, quarterback, they beat the Ravens, and that's it. And That's it? Really? That's so bad. And, and so Kansas City's won, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight in a row on opening day, I saw. So uh, that's going to be tough. All right, let's yeah, move Mahomes, to the is, Mahomes is undefeated in September. 
So it's not going to wow. be easy. I think the Browns open is five and a half, six point underdogs. Yeah, I saw that. I love how the lines, I get the email yesterday with all the week one lines. It's I, that's Vegas, baby. You right. know, yep. <laughs> they, they didn't they, wait. They don't wait. Let's get into the primetime games now. So I want to start out by saying, I know everyone's excited about the schedule and I am, I really am. I think it's a fun schedule, but I am a little disappointed in one thing. And let me start out by saying, I'm happy it's not your typical Sunday at one every week, right? right. So let me preface by saying, I, I, I don't want to like, I don't know, be selfish here, okay? But they did win 11 games last year. They won a playoff game. And, you know, three primetime games when I have an article here that I saw Pro Football Talk come out and 10 teams get five each, wow. all right? The yeah. Packers, Saints, Cowboys, Seahawks, Steelers, Ravens, Steelers, Ravens, Rams, 49ers, Chiefs, Bucks. They all get five games. Then you have more teams with four. And then the Browns have three along with it's the Giants, Patriots, Chargers, Titans, Browns, Cardinals, and Washington football team have three. I mean, the Browns have the same amount of primetime games as the Washington football team, and, and I understand the Patriots, you know, but, you know, they were better than them last year. I guess my point is they have three primetime games, love the fact they have a Sunday night game, they have a Monday night game, but they don't host either of those. Yeah. They, I think Cleveland, Scott, deserved a primetime game on Sunday or Monday night, not just Thursday. Yeah, I, th I think that's a great point, Dave. I, I really do. And I was expecting a fourth or fifth. Now, I, I do have to say the Raiders game in December, it's 18th or 19th. It's a Saturday or Sunday. If they put that on a Saturday night game, um, I can see that happening. So that would be another primetime game. It's still not the glamour spot of a Sunday or a Monday night. Uh, they could always get flexed. You know, you're looking at that New England game, November 14th. Maybe that gets flexed from one o'clock to a Sunday night game. Um, but the, the schedule is all about who the networks in the league plan to market the most. Right. And so that is surprising that the Browns aren't higher up on that list, given all the excitement, given they just sell the draft, given last year's season, all the things that you mentioned. And I, I feel like the Browns are a really marketable team. So yeah. So that is, that is surprising. I don't know if, you know, it boiled down to matchups, um, you know, do the Steelers, you know, we know the Steelers won the division. They beat the Browns once last year, but the Browns beat them two in a row to finish the season. Um, you would, I, I think the consensus around town is the Browns have passed the Steelers, maybe not in the NFL's eyes. Um, but I will also say the Steelers and the Ravens um, or the Steelers at least have, what is considered, I think, a better schedule, right? The Browns had the third-place schedule in the division, and the Steelers had the first-place schedule, so they have one, quote-unquote, better matchup than the Browns do. Um, you know, the Browns get the Texans. I think that means the Steelers get the Titans or the Colts. Um, but, but I hear you. I, I think your point is well taken. Uh, we just have to – I guess we have to let the season play out to see if they get to that four, five, or six – given the flex and given that Saturday. Yeah. Well, the Steelers are going to be better. I think they are. I'm not, I am, I think it's silly when people, and we will talk about that down the line, but I just want to get that out. So, and they are always a, a primetime ratings grab, same with the, the Patriots. So I get it. So I'm not saying those teams shouldn't have what yep. they have. I'm just saying, I think the Browns should have had one more. Yeah. 
I predicted on on our morning show, Go, on Channel 3, as you mentioned, uh, um, the morning anchor there on that show. That's why I don't do sports anymore. Cheap plug, but I have to. <laughs> right, Scott? Yeah, you uh, do. Anyway, on that show yesterday morning, I predicted four primetime games. And you know what? I'm giving myself that because I'm calling Green Bay on Christmas Day a primetime game. Well, yeah, that's a good point. You can do that. And, and before I touch on that Green Bay game, I, I do think it's – now, I don't know, unfair is too strong, but you would have liked to seen a Sunday or Monday night game at home, especially how well the Browns played in that Ravens game a year ago. That Monday night game was probably the best Monday night game of the year. Um, and then the Browns will play in Baltimore on a Sunday night, but you'd have liked to seen a home game on Sunday night or Monday night as opposed to the Thursday nighter against the Broncos. Didn't, um, the, city de- didn't the city deserve it after right. hosting the draft? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. they, they deserve to bring in the money of one of those games. No, I, I hear you. I, I hear you, Dave. And that, that is a surprise. And when you look at it, that's one of the things that jumped out is, oh, my gosh, a Sunday night and Monday night game, or they're both on the road, right, in both um, against yep. division folks, the division rivals, right? They're at Baltimore and then at Pittsburgh. So, yep. But at Green Bay, Christmas Day, um, that's a spotlight game. It's a national television game. First time the Browns have played on Christmas. That one jumps off the schedule at you. Um, you know, number one, it's a holiday. Number two, it's a Packers. Number three, it's Lambeau Field, which is an amazing <laughs> place to watch a game. I've watched a couple games there. It's unbelievable. And then the giant elephant in the room is, is Aaron Rodgers going to be the quarterback? Because if he's not, the game has less luster, right? It's still Christmas. It's still probably a pretty good Green Bay team, but we have no idea because Jordan Love's never played in the league. And he would, assuming, be your quarterback. But if it's Aaron Rodgers, you're looking at two teams with big-time Super Bowl expectations. Two teams that were – the Packers have been to the conference championship game the last two years. The Browns go to the divisional round a year ago. So, you know, I don't know if this means the league knows something about Aaron Rodgers. It seems like how would they? It's up to the Packers to make a decision. But the way the league scheduled the Packers, because I think they got five primetime games, makes you think it, it it definitely shows that they operated under the premise that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. Yeah. And they can't do it any other way. I mean, right. it's not like they can sit there and say, well, we can't give green babies games because he might get traded. So yeah, I agree with you on that. That is going to be a fantastic one. No doubt. Wow. Christmas day. Whoo. Like you said, first time ever Browns on Christmas day couple more topics here for you within the schedule interesting their first game within the division isn't until week eight on halloween i mean i feel like so many years they've by halloween and week eight they've played three or four yeah it it feels like a trend though from the league in the last couple of years to backload the division games and and i'll tell you what i kind of like it because those games mean more we always hear the coaches talk about, you know, whether or not it means two or it means one and a half. It means more. I, I think at that point in the season, when you get to the second half, even if a team's out of it, right? Even if the Bengals, let's say the Bengals, are out of it, they're going to play hard against the Browns, Steelers, and Ravens. That, that's how the league works. And, and I think the league, the schedule makers understand that and say, okay, we're going to backload these games because they will have more meaning than a random – Browns-Cardinals game or Browns-Texans game. You know, if you put the Browns-Texans in week 14, there's a good chance, you know, the Browns are double-digit favorites. The Texans have mailed it in. They're trying to get the number one pick. 
you don't have that same dynamic inside the division. So I like that, but it is a wait, right? I mean, you're waiting, what did you say, week eight to get to the mm-hmm. Steelers. That's a long time, but it also allows a coaching staff to get a feel for its team, right? And be able to adjust some things that obviously Kevin Stefanski could not do in week one a year ago in Baltimore, right? And I think there were week six, six in Pittsburgh. Um, so that's a big difference. Uh, you know, I think the, re- you know, like the rest of the division games were later in the year last year, obviously the Monday nighter against Pittsburgh or against Baltimore and then the finale against Pittsburgh. Um, but that is a wait. And then it feels like bam, 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 right? It's Pittsburgh, then it's Cincinnati. And you get a couple, and it's Baltimore, Baltimore, back-to-back. And then you finish at Pittsburgh, home for Cincy, with a late finale, January 9th, right? And we know it's a late finale yeah. because of the 17th game. But, geez, that feels so late to me. I'm used to the season ending, you know, December 30th, January 1st, around there. And now we're going to January 9th. Um, and then we start the playoffs, you would assume. So, but as you look at this division, you're, you're completely right, Dave, about the lateness of the first game. But I can't get past the consecutive games against the Ravens. <laughs> that right? was my next question. I mean, yeah. it just it first of all, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why you would do that. It, you know, and I and I know that schedule makers have a million things to consider, right? They got to consider baseball games in the, in the cities, and you know, there's all kinds of things to consider: rock concerts and everything that could use a stadium. But to schedule back-to-back games for the Browns against the same opponent. And a division rival, and I am assuming are the two best teams in the division, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, you know, the first game is at Baltimore, November 28th, Sunday night. Then the Browns get a bye, and then it's December 12th, home, First Energy Stadium, 1 o'clock. Now, the other interesting thing is the Browns get that bye, and it's a late bye. And I think there's good and bad to that. The good is if you're gearing up for the playoffs – right? Then that's a, that's a good week to rest, right? Then you have five more games and then, you know, whatever, three or four in the playoffs. It's a good time to recharge, but you also have to slog through whatever, 12 games before that. And that's a lot of football to play and you tack on the three preseason games. So Kevin Spence is going to have to manage his guys to get them to the bye week because last year they loved it being in the middle of the season. They loved that they were able to self-scout and talked a lot about kind of fix, not fixing the offense, but tweaking the offense, finding what worked for Baker Mayfield, what he was comfortable in. And you can't afford to wait until week 13 to do that, right? Too many games have been played. So they're going to have to adjust on the fly, maybe use that mini buy after the Broncos game as a time to tweak things. That's after seven games. Um, but the, the final point about that back-to-back Ravens is while the Browns are on a buy. The Ravens go to Pittsburgh. I so, just saw that. Right, right. So <laughs> if the Browns could, if the Browns managed to win at Baltimore and then rest up, the Baltimore goes in and they, we all know that, you know, it's slugfest and slobber knockers when they play the Steelers. You get a beat up Ravens team coming in after they have to play their division rival. You've been resting. You know, it feels like if the Browns could win that Sunday night game, they got a chance to sweep the Ravens within three weeks and that could win the division for them. Right. I mean, if you expect those two teams to be close and the Browns can sweep them, um, that would be huge, right? It would be whatever that is, eight days or, or 15 days. And, and maybe the division's on the line. So as weird as it is, it should be exciting. 
Yeah, I mean, imagine that if you're the Browns coaching staff after you play the Lions on November 21st, right? Yep. On November 22nd, all you're thinking about is the Ravens all the way until December 13th, the day after yep. you play Baltimore. Think about that. I mean, you right. have two games and a bye. I mean, so, I mean, that that I think that's an advantage for the Browns, especially considering the, the Ravens have to play the Steelers. I, I think I'd be upset if I were the Ravens about that. For sure. I, would, I think that's... Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you, Dave. I'd be really upset if I were the Ravens because they're not going to be able to change a whole lot of things, right? You play the Browns, you go play Pittsburgh, they're not going to be able to install new playbook, you know, tweak things very very much, while the Browns could have some wrinkles, right? They have a bye week to come up with a handful of wrinkles that could turn what would seem to be a close game, right? So yeah. I, I do think it's an advantage for the Browns, but I also think it's incredibly strange that they would play the same team in two straight games. I was kind of surprised by the primetime game with Denver. I, and I may, may, might go to your original point when you started this out where, you know, Fox maybe tried to save the Cardinals Browns and CBS tried to save the chiefs Browns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you run out of options, right. But it just, you know, but again, it's Thursday night football, those aren't the juicy matchups. Right. Yeah. They're not. And it, you know, I would think this is better than a Bengals game. You know, we see oh. a lot of Browns Bengals on Thursday nights. I think I tweeted Broncos that have, last night. Yeah. Right. Right. The Broncos I'm glad it's not more, the Bengals. Yeah. The Broncos have a little more juice to them. If they have Aaron Rodgers, all of a sudden this becomes, you know, the game. It might be the best Thursday night game of the season if the Broncos wind up with Aaron Rodgers. So, um, you know, the Browns and Broncos have history. I don't think the Broncos are a bad team. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater probably helps them at quarterback. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is a little bit weird how that, that last game played out. All right, we got like a minute, two minutes left here, Scott. Just like we don't really like to put a grade on the draft, putting a record right now, is, <laughs> it's kind of tough to do that. But let's face it, that's what everyone wants to know. What do we think the Browns record will be just looking at the schedule right now? Obviously, we can't, you know, can't be held to this. But what would you say if you had to pick a record right now? Yeah, David, it hasn't changed since before the schedule came out. You know, I, I think the Browns are uh, 12 and 5, 11 and 16. I just think that's where they're going to wind up. Um, you know, looking at the schedule, I would probably lean toward 12 and 5. You know, just you go through, okay, it's a win, that's a loss, it's a win, it's a loss. Um, you know, I, I'm probably at 12 and 5 right now, which, you know, says a lot. <laughs> says a lot about how far the Browns have come. Yeah. I'm going to go 11 and 6. Wouldn't be surprised at 12. Wouldn't be surprised at 10. Anything else would. Like, if they win nine or less, I'm in complete shock. If they win 13 or more, wow, that's yeah. amazing. I'm going to go with 11 and go with your philosophy that I went down and came up with 12 and just said, they'll lose a game I think that they should have won, and I'll just go with 11. But that's just my thought now. Yeah, no, that makes that makes complete sense. And, uh, you know, I, I think you probably got to get to 11 to be in the playoffs, right? I mean, that feels like it. And it is a hard schedule. You know, when you look at what teams did a year ago, and I hate saying hard schedule because you don't know how anything's going to play out. Um, but just looking at last year, it's certainly a hard schedule. So, hey, Dave, I know we got to run, both of us, but thanks so much for making time to do this. And we'll talk more next week. We'll do more scheduled. We'll do um, more of everything. We got rookie mini camp we can talk about. So thanks a bunch. And this was Brown Zone, Zone Coverage Podcast. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much.